Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Cut sheet 745, day number 10 of our Disney keyword at 8.30. Tony Bruno, right after that, around 8.35. And, of course, your calls always welcomed at 855-839-1210. Still ahead this morning, there's drama and some messiness and some exodus of staff members for RFK Jr.'s presidential campaign. We'll get to that. Also, John Kirby and Corrine Jean-Pierre. Frustration and tensions rising and mounting as these two uh, jockey for positioning at the podium. We'll get to that as we continue. And also a Valentine's Day story. And also the new generation. Meet Generation Stay at Home. We'll get to that story as we roll on this morning. But let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. 702 on this Wednesday morning. And for that, we give you the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning, Valentine's Day Ash Wednesday as Lent begins, 32 degrees as we, the clouds are going to clear and they're starting to clear. You see the sun coming up. We are sponsored this morning by Piazza Auto Group. So let's take you through it. There is so much going on, including a warning from suburban police on the main line, warning shoppers, a new kind of group of thieves preying on unsuspecting shoppers on the main line of Philadelphia So we want to talk about that. Some election updates. Uh, Democrats are declaring victory across our region in special elections. New York, we've talked about. And then looking at the big picture, zooming out as far as how is the nation looking. But they're saying that they're voicing this, that this is a sign that voters are speaking out across the nation. And these are quotes that I'm giving you as far as. The Democrat Party saying, hey, we've got the edge as they campaign, as they say they're coming together and coalescing. And Democrats in Pennsylvania also getting momentum from Governor Josh Shapiro, who's a Democrat. So he spoke out congratulating after last night's victory for Jim Prokopiak Prokopiak in the election. This is a special election that we've talked about in a Bucks County seat. Democrats retaining their slim majority in the state House of Representatives after voters in Bucks County's special election yesterday chose a former school board member. There were House and Senate candidates, by the way, running for the upcoming April 23rd primary. They had to file their nominating petitions by yesterday. So we'll talk about that moving forward. We're watching all of it for you this morning. But Democrats retaining their slim majority in the PA House of Representatives after voters elected the school board member Prokopiak. It's not over because this was a special election, and that's the important piece of this. So he did defeat Republican challenger challenger Candace Cabanas and will replace former State Representative John Galloway, who resigned to serve as a judge. But I will point out to you that Candace Cabanas is still on. They still have to go again up in uh, the upcoming November election. So I know it gets confusing, but Mm -hmm. they'll be back in November. I know Bucks County has certainly been a hotbed for local politics and school elections and the culture wars. But, man, it really seems like and if you go back to the uh, what was it, the elections for the school board just recently, seems like now it's been, what, a year and a half, two years where Democrats are really gained a lot of momentum in Bucks County. Yeah. So. Yeah, just in this one, I'm looking at Prokopiak. So first of all, they they got out the vote. The race drew national attention. And uh, Democrats' legislative campaign committee 
donated $50,000 just to this tiny little no. sliver of a special election. They're throwing money at these. Yep. They're highly organized and highly you, motivated. You cannot, we cannot see stories. Dems in disarray. Dems are not united. Dem, th- mm-hmm. These these elections prove time and time and time and time again that if there's an issue that the Democrats care about, they will come out and vote for it no matter mm-hmm. what. So, mm-hmm. you know, just just take that, just take that to November. Just remember that. I know. And to Greg's point, I was looking at this this special uh, the special committee they've created for Democrats. They say they're planning to spend at least sixty million dollars just on state house races nationally. Sixty million. Sixty million this cycle <laughs> through November. I mean, this is they've got a game plan. They've got money. Yeah, they're fundraising. That is a major bankroll right there. So I mean, they're not. They're looking at Pennsylvania. They've got the lists, and they're making them twice. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah, looking yeah. at Arizona, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. New Jersey. There are some. New Hampshire, we are on the list. And so, as well, remember, the Democrats um, claimed the majorities in 22 in Minnesota and Michigan. So they're looking at all of this and claiming victory this morning, but not to the point where they're saying it's over. They're saying it has just begun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're they're speaking out. And by the way, what did they run on? I will tell you, they didn't run on abortion. They run they ran against Trump, but they also ran on protecting the middle class, talking mm. about the so-called kitchen table issues. Oh. So looking at this very carefully, I will tell you that I was getting tips that there were there were tensions in Bucks County at the school. But there were a lot of school board meetings yesterday. And so this is Central Bucks School District that we've talked a lot about. So I know that, that they had flipped to more Democrats. Last night, um, it was a, a civil meeting, I'm told, but there was some controversy going on. So right before they adjourned, the conservative board member, Lisa Sicicio, she had shifted the tone of the meeting, they're saying, by voicing some concerns and criticism for the members of the board who appointed an attorney, David Kahn, with a a local group as the new district solicitor. And so ultimately they're talking about that situation. So acting superintendent Jim Scanlon insisted that the comments were inappropriate, that the board go into a closed door executive session. I'm getting texts since 4.30 this morning about all the controversy that was happening. And so I'm trying to parse through that and figure out what was going on. But these, these, little tiny school board meetings that we talk about that I mention mm-hmm. are a big deal because in truth um this is what the democrats are watching yeah well, on I a was, national level I was texting with Charles McElwee yesterday from Real Clear Politics and he says that republicans in these school elections uh they need to move on from putting all of their eggs in the basket with these culture wars um, he says, he, in his opinion, this was Charles' opinion, he thinks that that thing peaked three years ago in 2021. Boy, boy it's almost like if you listen to this radio show, you would know that. I mean, it, and it's almost like DeSantis <laughs> didn't get the memo either. Oh, my God. Like DeSantis, you know, he, DeSantis rode the woke thing in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. But, like, that ship, I'm not saying it, you can't fight for that stuff, keeping, you know, female, uh, men out of females, bath, all that stuff. I, I'm all for that. But... That that blueprint to victory, mm-hmm. that's a dated game plan. That that won you the Super Bowl in twenty one. You can't run it back the same way in twenty twenty four, and we're seeing it happen right yeah. here. You know what's so frustrating about this stuff is that the majority of Americans agree with this. 
they they agree with the Republicans on this issue. I don't know if it's that they're scared or if I, I don't know what it is or if just the Democrats have a better method to get out and vote, but they cannot in an for an issue that is so winnable for them, mm-hmm. they just can't. And I I for the life of me, I don't know right. why. It's like, you know, you're on the right side of it. Yes. Yet you just can't get the result when game time comes. Yep. It's bizarre. And so if you look at the big picture of exactly what you're talking about, and this is why, you know, we talk about some of the rhetoric of, oh, elections being stolen. But Nick just mentioned something important, and that is you've got to change your game plan. You know, we think about our Philadelphia Eagles and look to our coaching, right? Mm -hmm. And now we think of Ronna McDaniel, who you've talked a lot about that she's leaving and was horrible at the fundraising, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at uh, 219 Republicans in the lower chamber against 212 Democrats, four seats vacant. We just talked about New York's third congressional district, formerly held by disgraced Republican George Santos. That's the special election that Democrats won last night. But as far as the talking points, when you look at this, there are 13 Republican House seats labeled as toss-ups, toss-ups, including, yes, Arizona, et cetera, but New Jersey, New York, Oregon, among them. But then if you look on the other side, 10 Democrat House seats are listed as toss-ups. And that includes, yes, Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina. You know, there, there are 10. But in, in Pennsylvania, Susan Wilde, Matt Cartwright, those are vulnerable here in PA upcoming. So we have to look at the, look at the big picture, and it just feels like, for the Republicans and for the party itself, for the GOP, get it together. It seems that to Nick's point and to Greg's point, this is years of loss. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're exactly right. So just just putting the you know we're we're giving you the zoom in, zooming all the way into a local contentious school board meeting, and then we zo- we've been zooming way out just yep. to give those perspectives this morning. So just giving you that. I do want to get to, and we've, we talked a lot about other news of the day, but I do want to get to this warning to shoppers because this is something critical that's happening, uh, and it's something new that's happening in our region. And I want to point to um, the main line of Philadelphia. So I'm talking about you know the St. David's Shopping Center, Radnor, all the way to King of Prussia. I talked earlier about another case at KOP. But what is this warning? And if you look at the surveillance video, that gives you a sense of something they're not saying. They're not saying the quiet part out loud. Who are these suspects? Do these suspects speak English? You have a trio of pickpockets, thieves, who are working together and as a team, if you will. And this they're not saying any description of the suspects in our sanctuary state or sanctuary area, Okay. But you look at the surveillance video that police are releasing, and that tells you something that's happening. We've talked a lot about the southern crosswalk, the southern border, and the security of such. But look at look at the crimes that are happening on the main line. And so the police are releasing new surveillance video. They are warning shoppers beware of specifically a trio of thieves. What do they do? They crowd around unsuspecting shoppers. So you're shopping. All of a sudden, you notice your wallet is missing. A guy, you know, your wallet's missing out of your back pocket. Or for women, for the ladies, their wallet is suddenly, they think they dropped it out of their pocketbook. What's happening? Mm -hmm. Then they remember, oh, yeah, those 
Those three people kind of surrounded me. They were, uh, one bumped me. And the next thing you know, the credit cards are being used in a high-end store, such as at the Apple Store, KOP, or high-end jewelry stores. Hmm. So they've released the images of this trio, a man and two women, who got away in a, a white vehicle. And so suburban police warning more trusting shoppers out in the suburbs, especially on the main line, especially, you know, any of those shops, if you look at the main line of Philadelphia, Radnor, St. David's, KOP, etc. So Montgomery County, Bucks County, across the region. But we've seen these um, these groups of thieves that even go from our area, and then they show up in California. Yep. So in this one, I will say that the the man and uh, the two men and one woman, they got away. They they captured their vehicle, a white Jeep, South Carolina license plate three zero two eight R U. And they drive to these high-end stores. You use your credit cards before you you don't even realize your wallet is missing or your credit cards are missing. I'm thinking a lot of this is all coordinated and orchestrated from smashing grabs to pickpockets. Um, When when you start seeing some of the surveillance footage of these individuals that you know are probably here illegally, this is not just like a local isolated thing. This is part of a bigger uh, network. Yeah, crime rings. So to speak, yeah. And you're exactly right. So that's... Police are, you know, trying to catch up with this and just warn everybody. We have some new kinds of crimes and new kinds of criminals and tactics all going on across our region. All right. Piazza Auto Group during the month of February, the month of love, receive a BMW Wallbox Charger Plus up to a $2,000 installation credit with the purchase of the all-new electric BMW i7 only at BMW of Westchester. You can shop online today, bmwofwestchester.com. Thank you, Piazza Auto Group, on this sunny 42-degree day. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 714 on this Wednesday morning. We're just 30 minutes out from what's on the cut sheet. That's coming up at 745. Before we get to that, the anti-Valentine's Day movement is gaining traction. But on the other side, uh, Joe Biden is not going anywhere. But your Trump flag on your property is a very interesting email that we will get to when we come back. It's Kale and Company. Nick, Don, and Greg on this Wednesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Yeah, we talked earlier about eating healthy. If you heard Nick's big take talking about the importance of eating healthy family meals, even sitting around the kitchen table, having that meal, having conversation over high-quality food that's healthy for you and your family. Problem is, I don't always have a lot of time to go to the store, spend a ton of money on all the ingredients, and a ton of time preparing everything coming home, prep, and serve the meal. This is where whatacrock.com comes in. They're delicious, ready-made meals, truly make dinner easy, but healthy too. All I do, put a meal in my slow cooker in the morning, run around all day. When I come home, dinner is simmering. It smells so good, and it's ready and waiting. Unlike most meal kit companies, there isn't any subscription or prepping of ingredients required. It's literally as simple as dropping that meal right into your slow cooker and dinner is handled. Whatacrock.com has a huge menu of meals you can try from all the classics that I've talked about. Old-fashioned pot roast, the chicken alfredo, some of the new favorites like stuffed chicken parm meatballs or the lobster ravioli. 
I love the right now simmering in my crock pot at home for the boys <laughs> who are home is a beautiful chili. So they have the meat, the hearty chilies with meat, or they have the bean chilies, vegetarian. They have so many different choices. If you've tried watercrock before, you already know how much of a lifesaver their dinners really are. Just order now, watercrock.com, watercrock.com. Use code WPHT, you get $10 off. So WPHT is that checkout code, $10 off, watercrock.com. So delicious. Do it. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, Wednesday edition. What's on the cut sheet in less than 25 minutes, just over an hour away from another Disney keyword. And, of course, our man Tony Bruno, who's been up since uh, 2 a.m. this morning. (laughs) Nine days in Vegas, we'll do that to you. Throw the body clock off. He's back in Florida. And we'll talk to Bruno right after the keyword this morning. But I do want to mention, I I love when uh, I get emails sent to me from the boss. And uh, I love when the audience reaches out to the boss. By the way, Greg Stocker, you get a lot of emails from uh, our listeners. A ton. It's unbelievable. Yes. Uh, And we love that. Um, And it's not a story that I'm enthused about, but I am fired up over. So uh, I don't want to mention the lady's name. I don't know if she's given us the permission. So her name will remain anonymous. But the subject of the email that was sent to Stocker yesterday that was forwarded to me this morning is forced removal of Trump banner. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll see this. If not, get on over there, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. You will see uh, this is an apartment complex. Looks like it's three stories. And on the third floor... It's a 55 and over community. 55 and over community. Um, And the lady that emailed us said the following, that she lives in a 55-plus community where rules are enforced inconsistently and without official explanation. But what are they infor- but what they are enforcing is the removal of a neighbor's porch banner. Thought you would find it interesting. And if you're watching on YouTube, you will see the updated Trump 2024 flag which uh, does not say make America great again. It says take America back. Uh, so this is a 55 and over community, very nice property, you know, got brick, uh, brick siding. I would guess that that property is probably no more than seven or eight years old. And this individual that resides on the third floor has been told by whoever runs the property that that banner must come down. Now, I think it is worth mentioning right off the jump. Uh, right off the top that, you know, what you do on property that you own as a homeowner as opposed to a renter or somebody that leases an apartment are probably two different things. So I, I think that is worth mentioning. But I do find it patently absurd that in a nation of two major parties with two major political candidates, one the current president, one the former president, that somebody in management has decided to say, you know what, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, apartment 304, you're going to have to remove that banner. Um, And to which I would say, if I was Mr. Johnson in apartment 304, why do I have to take that down? Um, Free speech. Mom exercising my right to support who I will vote for in 2024. Is this something that has bothered you? Or is this something that has triggered another tenant on the property? Because my stock answer would be, if I'm that guy in that situation or that lady with that flag, I would say, well, 
I'm not offended that somebody across the, the courtyard here in apartment 217 has a Biden-Harris flag on their porch. I'm not coming to you and leaving a letter at the uh, the mailbox in you know where the uh, the front lady the front desk lady sits and says, "Hey, uh, 217's really offensive. They have a Biden flag up. Can I see the fine print of my lease agreement?" Mm-hmm. This seems very bush league, but I'm not surprised in the world we live in. Yeah, but do they my question is the word they used in the email that you read, Nick, they said inconsistency. Yeah. And that's see I will say this. If you've lived or rented or whatever in a condo building, an apartment building. You can't even paint your walls without getting permission. Yeah. So if they have strict rules and they're consistent, you know, because Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're in a condo building and we had been in a really exclusive condo building down the Jersey Shore in Ocean City for years. Yeah. And there were people, you know, and they would have like these those fake palm trees that light up they were Mm -hmm. like really tacky and like stuff it wasn't even political Mm -hmm. and the homeowners association or whatever it is the condos they would come and tell the person um we just don't allow anything and they were really classy and consistent and quiet with people and very patient and kind and it was well handled so it sounds to me i'm inferring from that email that you read nick that that there's an inconsistency. Well, see, he, here's the problem I have. I look when when Kristen and I bought our first home in 2009, we bought a townhouse and we had an HOA. And you were not allowed to alter. You couldn't paint your deck. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do anything to change the visual imagery that was consistent with. And I think our townhouse was attached. We were like the third one in a block of six townhouses. And it was like a little community. There was like a tennis court and a pool and the whole thing. So I understand that, making those types of alterations. But you can't have a banner or a flag. I mean, you're not, again, you're not changing the color of the shutters. Um, you're not, you know, doing anything that kind of isolates and singles out your property versus everybody else. Like, I believe in even in our community that we lived in 15 years ago, you had to have the same, um, I think it was shutters and blinds mm-hmm. in, in your front windows. Now, they were provided when you moved into them. Um, but like this to me feels like I, I would be willing to bet that there's not any pushback on a Biden flag in this community well that's the question right if, if they're consistent if they if they say just no po- political banners these things get obnoxious mm-hmm. and then that's okay because that's the rule and they're consistent but if they're not if they're inconsistent as she's it sounds like she's saying mm-hmm. then that's you know that's a problem yeah. and quite frankly and it, it depends on the community but it does get when you have this many condos and they're all together, oh, if everybody has some kind of a banner up, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 Mardi Gras, yeah, <laughs> fifty-five plus community looking like Mardi Gras, yeah. it's unbelievable. Maybe have a day, yeah. Maybe they should do that. Say, you know, we don't allow this, but on one day of the year or two day, whatever, let's pick some days. Yeah. Have your banner, have at it. Yeah. But then let's take it all down. But it's just you know, <laughs> just looking at it from a thirty thousand foot view over the last three and a half, four years, we've got all this this you know, everybody's up in arms in this hyper politically divisive world we live in now about what banners can be flown, what flags can be posted on your property, what flags are posted in school on school grounds, which national anthem is sung, which one you stand for. You know, we're we're really going down this line of divisive division where it's like we're living in two separate americas like biden flags okay trump flag has to come Mm -hmm. down 
pride flag at school goes up, uh, this flag has to come down. The back the blue, uh, the thin blue line, that's divisive. Oh, so supporting your police is divisive? Why? Mm-hmm. Because George Floyd? Well, <laughs> please. I would say this, that if somebody had a pride flag and they told them to take it down, they they could probably get sued for oh, discrimination. Right. So I'm guessing that a pride flag w- would definitely stay just for the simple fact that the the homeowners association doesn't want to get sued. That's a good point. But I will say this about the the homeowners association. A lot of them are have really really strict rules. Somebody mm-hmm. in the chat said his uh his neighbor or somebody if they don't cut the grass, mm-hmm. they can get fined for it. I mean, like they they're very strict yeah. with for with a reason. This so this stuff. is a guy yeah. that has an HOA that doesn't include the grass being cut by somebody else. Yeah, so it's it's you have to you have to tread lightly with this stuff because yes, we can say hey, it's free speech and they're allowed to hang flags if they want to, but it's also when you're living in these communities and stuff like that. There's there's a lot of rules, yeah. strict mm-hmm. rules, and it, to Dawn's point, if they if they if they enforce them consistently, then it's fine. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, then then it's a problem. Yep. All right, 855-839-1210. Cut sheet in about 16 minutes. When we come back, the anti-Valentine's Day movement is gaining traction. Uh I think, men, we need to unite. Republican, (laughs) Democrat, progressive, conservative. End the charade that is February 14th. We're back after this. Stay right there. To my surprise, the Philadelphia 76ers covered an 11.5 point spread uh, the other night. And they're going to, they are the, they are the favorite on uh, t- tonight against Miami. You can bet the NBA with a no sweat same game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. Tonight they are a minus four and a half against Miami. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payday. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same game parlay with TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel.com slash Greg. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210. WPHT 21 and over. President PA. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued at his non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, as we continue on this godforsaken holiday, this phony, fugazi, <laughs> fraudulent holiday. It's not. The it's holiday sh- of love. It's a fiasco. It's a charade. And it needs to end. Amen. And not because the Washington Post is calling it out for all of the soft current generation reasons. Let me read you this story quickly, and then we'll get some thoughts on this. Uh, Teens looking to be unbothered on Valentine's are deleting social media. It's a column in the Washington Post written by Petola Dvorak, uh, who says the following. uh, The anti-Valentine's Day movement is gaining strength, whether it's painting their nails with dagger-pierced hearts or ghosting the social media love fest. Teens are disconnecting from uh, Valentine's Day in an act of self-love. She goes on to say, let's be honest, Valentine's Day has more potential to hurt, harm, terrorize, and traumatize people 
than anything Halloween will ever serve up. Amen. From the card and carnation campaigns that decimate kids' self-esteem yeah. in classrooms yeah. to the endless stream of pop culture ads online, yeah. the start of February is triggering for anyone who is not feeling it. <laughs> so I have no sympathy for you if you can't find love. That's a you problem. Um, I found love at 18, and um, 5,000 years later, here I am still standing. 5,000. That's correct. But here's my thing with Valentine's Day. And I think most men agree. And I think a lot of women agree as well. I don't think this is just a man thing. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that my wife really only cares about our wedding anniversary and her birthday and Christmas. She thinks Valentine's Day is a facade as well. She says that. Right, Don? No, she means that. That's right. She means that. (laughs) She says that. She's like, just get a card. That's it. Yeah. And and I I arrived at this. First of all, I'm so anti-fake holiday. Like, give me the holidays that I care about. It's not a fake holiday. Totally fake. (laughs) Russell Stover, yeah, it's a fake Hallmark, holiday. QVC. It is a, um, it is an economic, corporate media-driven corporation, big company creation. That's yes. what it is. Amen. And I'm also against like the day before Thanksgiving, everybody drinking on Thanksgiving Eve, big drunk fest. <laughs> Same thing with New Year's. Like I don't do the amateur holidays. Like if you amateur. drink, you, you drink, you drink 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days day. a week. I don't need a dedicated day. I don't need a Cinco de Mayo to have a margarita. <laughs> if I want one on Tuesday, uh, the 13th of February, I'll have one. Yeah. So I, I've said for years, phony holiday. But like, I, and if you've been with your lady for a long time, yeah. like you know, like you can only go through so many. And Don, this is where you can absolutely hit me with an uppercut and a left cross if you would like. I would love to see that. Um, I, I ran. I, I, I'm out of options. I'm out of ideas. I have been with Kristen since 2002. I've done the chocolate, the flowers, the card, the candy, the ring, the necklace, the bracelet, the trip, the vacation, uh, the dinner. Uh, Like, I mean, there's only so many things you can come up with. And after 22 (laughs) years, I'm like a teacher going back to the same syllabus. I'm going, I'm running the same curriculum. I need help here. Let us remember. Uh Uh-oh. Let us remember Uh how this day began. Oh, no. Here we go. Because a man was murdered on this day. <laughs> murdered. Seriously, St. Valentine, he was... He St. Was... Valentine's Day Massacre. Well, there's that one in Chicago in, what, 1920, whatever. It's also a great pay-per-view, Nick. Yes, yes. it was, WWF. Sorry. But I'm talking that. about the original St. Valentine of Rome murdered on this day, February 14th, in A.D. 269. He a- was beheaded. A.D., wow. A.D. 269. All right, cool. All right? So... What's Just remember, point? What's men, your point? <laughs> long time, long time ago. Murder, murder of a man. Right oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. Show the love. Yeah. Or, you know, 50 ways. She'll find 50 ways. I think he, was a, I think he was a P1 of 1210 WPS. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. No, but uh, so there is there obviously is a religious connotation to it. But ultimately, I think it's wonderful to take a day to send. And, and I will say this. Should women... Said I don't really I don't send my husband flowers, but he he sends me brings home he'll bring mm. home flowers mm. he'll bring me chocolates. Mm. So the basis I love it. It never loses its nope its luster. Right, so nope. flowers which are overpriced and are going to die in three days. They're not overpriced. Chocolate which is giving everybody diabetes because it's 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 processed milk chocolate. I will yeah. quote uh, Dr. Anthony Mazzarelli. Oh, here we go. Our He's a he's a lawyer and a doctor. I, I, and I know Maz. I've known Maz. <laughs> I know you know him well. But uh, he, you know, heads Cooper University Hospital. And I'm quoting Dr. Maz as he once said, dark chocolate is basically a vegetable. 
<laughs> and by the way, kudos to anybody that can be a lawyer and a doctor and get I know, through both. Right? That's like shades of Vivek Ramaswamy right there. And and by the way, what's the other one? Big giant bears. What do you do with them after you say, "Here, here's your big giant bear"? It sits in a corner, goes underneath somebody's bed, and that's the end of it. You never look at it again. Yeah, give it right. to some kid oh, somewhere. Stop. Right. Regift it. So, so you and Larry have been together forever, just like Kristen and I have been together <laughs> forever. So, let's say you. Uh, I'm asking for your perspective mm-hmm. as the female. So, you've gone through all the different creative ideas, mm-hmm. and let's just say there's like an eight year stretch where Larry gets you the same thing every year: chocolate, flowers, and a card. That that passes the test. He's in the clear by yep. doing that. That's wonderful. Wow, it's amazing. Love it. And okay. it could be a plant. You could you could give a little plant. What are you laughing? At? He's no, no, he's, he's watching people's comments. Yeah, yeah. But it could be a little plant that we plant late, you know, or whatever. It could be like a little azalea plant in a basket. It could be roses. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just it's nice. Okay. It's just sweet. He used, you know, when you're dating and things of that nature, like yeah, you're looking to score, so right? Here, so here, lady, here's some yeah. stuff. Yeah, please sleep with it's, me. How's this bracelet? <laughs> so it's That's sweet. That's fourteen carat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, fourteen carat. It's it's sweet. Yeah, I, I would, think it's nice. The, the females can continue to chime in on the show if you want uh, yeah. at twelve ten WPHT on social or of course in our YouTube chat and the men as well. If you have any new ideas, it's, I mean it's too late for me for this year. I already did the whole flower and card thing, but uh, you know I'm taking suggestions for twenty twenty five. It's never too early. And yeah. I think especially for you because you're still trying to like sell in the house and you know go a lot, lot going on. Kids are in their school and blah blah blah. Yeah. So especially for people who even you know. Whatever one, I one of my son's best friends. The dad got a job in Florida. They have a home here. They're, you know what I mean. Yeah. Especially in those, you know, times in life when maybe there's a transition, a career. Tra- I think it's really a nice gesture. Yeah, career transition. I support those. <laughs> That's the one transition. I support. <laughs> By the way, Zioli was promoting what the, those uh, those nighties. You know, those naturally nude nighties. That I can get behind. Oh, yeah, what, that, the, the pajama gram yeah, stuff. Yeah, that yeah. that benefits men and women. Oh, yeah, you know I mean, because you can you can take part in that too. Yeah, I, I, getting my wife flowers. I, what am I? What am I? What What is she going to do with them? Look at them. Oh, look, they're beautiful. No, they're right. beautiful. Thank you. They're beautiful. This I year, think... this year, my son will be giving my wife a Valentine's Day present. See, and that's really well, there you sweet. Go. Very good move I love by that. you. As long as I can get out of here at a decent time. <laughs> yeah, last if, night you were here until very late. If not, if not, he's in, uh, you know, she's, yeah, he's giving her a card and that's it. And that's the you. sweetest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Nick, and, Nick, you you sent in Pat, didn't you last year send your girls some chocolates? Yeah, I, I mean, did, that's I so did, sweet. Yeah, I sent them something, la- and this year, and by the way, yet last night was their first ever Valentine's dance. At school, oh boy, five thirty to seven thirty wow. p.m. on a Tuesday night. They had, I thought Ooh. school dances were like a Friday Saturday thing. They always were when I went. Well, I tell you what, I'm the, the whole thing has changed for us. It's sweet. Uh, let's uh, get Tom in Percasy. He's got some thoughts on the MAGA flag that we talked about last segment. Tom, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Uh, from a Marine and a former police officer, and don't take this the wrong way because Travis Mannion's coming up, uh, but Greg com. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just to bring that on. Yeah. Thanks, hey, Tom. Um, yeah, you're welcome. And I got to be one of the most followed guys in my group that uh, I have a Florida room. I have a Trump flag, a red, uh, red star flag. My son was deployed. I got a bunch of American flags, and pretty much every day of the week, I'm wearing some type of uh, 
you know, uh, we the people are pissed off shirt or FJB shirt. So <laughs> if they're not following, if they're not following me, they're not following anybody. Now, so you wear that but, stuff, but do you have any stuff that on your property? Do you rent or do you own anything oh, with flags? Oh, yeah, yeah, I rent, and in my Florida room, everybody drives by my. There's no curtains. The curtains are flags that I have. And by the way, I've the flags are worn because I drive around in a jeep with three full-size flags flying off the back. And I mix them up. They could be don't tread on me. They could be the black and American flag. They could be a blue line flag. They're everything. So everybody knows. And I'm proud of it. Well, you should be, Tom. I mean, yeah. you look, this is in the United States where you're able to uh, express your your feelings on who you like as your political candidate, and it should never be removed. I, I You know, I see all these Joe Biden. I mean, I live in Montgomery County in Bluebell, and let's call it what it is. A lot of liberals that live in – and, and I, I live in an apartment complex that's relatively new, and I, I could just go around and walk around, and from my observations and assessments, I would be willing to bet 75 80% of the people are not Trump supporters in the community that I live in, but – I don't. I don't sit there and get mad seeing Joe Biden stuff. Although I do love going. I'll tell you where I noticed a lot of the uh, "Let's Go Brandon" F Joe Biden stuff is up in Quakertown. Yes. Yeah. If you've ever gotten off the turnpike and gone up six sixty three. Yeah, I don't know if that's. Wow. I don't know if that's upper bucks or lower bucks. I know uh, Dave Dorenzo and Anthony Dorenzo lived or lived uh, upper in that bucks. area. That's upper bucks. Upper bucks. That area is just Trump country. Oh my <laughs> There's goodness no gracious. question in my mind. Every time I because I go down six eleven to yep. to to go home to yep. Lehigh Valley, and, and there's just Trump stuff everywhere. Yep. All right, coming up next, we will get to a Wednesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet, Tony Bruno at 8.30, and our Disney keyword as well, less than 45 minutes out. Back after this with the Cut Sheet on Kale & Company. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Nick Dawn and Greg on this Wednesday morning. Looking beautiful outside. Sun has risen. Blue skies. Stalker's happy. And we are now ready. Better late than never. A lot of bills to pay this morning. Bills yeah, are good. It was, bills are good. Look, it was my fault. We don't usually break there, but I, I really got behind on commercials. Some so. people might like the big take at 6.30 now. <laughs> no, the cut sheet at 7.53. We will go back to normal uh, tomorrow. But All it was right. bad clock management out of me. I'm taking myself in the back after the show and reprimanding uh, myself. <laughs> Even Andy Reid is offended by your clock management. So terrible. Bad so work. terrible. Yeah, bad work right. out of me. It's a special election day, too. Yeah. 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 It's Valentine's it's Day as well. well. We, we, were all, we, we all had a diarrhea of the mouth this morning at 6 o'clock. They're all shot out of a cannon. I know. And there's a few people from time to time in the chat that say, you talk too much. (laughs) Weird. It's a talk show. Have a moment of silence. Yes. All right, 7.53. Let's get to what's on the cut sheet. What's on the cut sheet? What's on the cut sheet on this Wednesday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60, courtesy of Volvo, for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Hurry to, Cherry, hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Okay, I want to start with, we were just talking about at 6 o'clock on what we were talking about, about these spe- special elections. Uh, I'm not sure, Don, if you played this yesterday on your program. Uh, it was very busy yesterday. Um, but... Um, <laughs> So this gentleman stood up and um, was talking at the Perkiomen Valley School District. Did you see this? 
Yes. Did anybody see this? You did? Yeah, okay. I saw it. I think I sent it to you. Did you? Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. I think I sent it in the uh, the DM. Okay. Last night. I, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just wanted to, to make sure. Yep. So they they voted on the to reverse the policy of requiring students to use the bathroom locker room for which matches their sex, right? Yep. yep. Um, so this gentleman stood up. I, 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 because this is our listening area, I'm curious if he is a listener. If he is, I would love for him to call in. Absolutely. Uh, but this gentleman stood up and uh, you know spoke out against this. This is uh, cut eight, Phil. Go. Look, last week, I, I feel the same way. Please don't abandon 720. Give it time. Poll the students. Ask them how they feel about it and what they – they're ultimately the ones that are going to be affected here. See what their opinion is, their true opinion um, I also just had a quick question, uh, and it's for the solicitor. Um, and I, I just want everyone here to understand what indecent exposure is. Um, so I have the the, um, the crimes code and what indecent exposure and the uh, the definition in the Pennsylvania crimes code. So it's Title 18, and it's uh, Code 3127, indecent exposure. <clears throat> A person commits indecent exposure if that person exposes his or her genitals in any public place or in any place where there are present other persons under circumstances in which he or she knows or should know that this conduct is likely to offend, affront, or alarm. And then the grading would be a person knows or should have known that any person present that are less than 16 years of age an indecent, indecent exposure uh, under subsection A is a misdemeanor of the first degree. Otherwise, indecent exposure under subsection A is a misdemeanor of the second degree. I'm assuming majority of our students are under 16, 18. Um, so are we now going to be turning the transgender students into criminals if they're inside the restrooms exposing themselves? If a cisgender student observes their genitalia and is offended by it, and then they come to the school and say, hey, I have a problem here. I want to, I want to report a crime. How is the school district uh, plan on handling that? So, wow, uh, that's great, great job out of that dad doing some, some very legal, some very good legal research. He comes there with the actual crime and what the code is and the definition of said crime. So, I mean, if we're in one of these settings in one of these schools in Bucks County, and you know, you have a sixteen or seventeen or fifteen-year-old male who now wants to be permitted in the female bathroom. Uh, or locker room and is walking around with his genitals exposed and a 14 year old or 15 year old female sees that how to the letter of the law how is that not indecent exposure so my question would be to those that are all on board and by the way 70 percent of people polled in the gallup poll think men have no right to be in a female bathroom and i would say student wise is probably well above 70 percent so are we in this world of inclusivity? Are we now just negating the law? Because that's I think that's what the left is trying to say here, yeah. that your feelings supersede the precedent established in the law and the penal codes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is so what what I had reported in the newscast was just earlier this week that they Perkiomen Valley School Board, they switched from they were uh, Republican. They switched to the to Democrat. Mm-hmm. Then they reversed this policy because remember we had the walkouts that we talked about. Yep, three hundred plus students walking out last fall because of this. Now it's back to hey, your your gender identity determines. You can use any bathroom you wish. Determine you know if you identify today as a girl and you're biological male, oh you God. can go in 
any locker room, bathroom you choose. Mm -hmm. So that I think this is smart because in the past, you know, one of the Republicans who ran unsuccessfully had said, you know, Satan is comfort talking about Satan and emotion and all of that. It obviously did not play this. This dad that Greg that you just played, he brings forth a great point. This is a litigious society. What do we do now? And and you don't know necessarily what this dad supports. Yep. He may very well support this new policy, 720, right? That the, so what he's saying, however, is, well, what if we get sued? Yep. yep. And and the lawyers always win. I would take it to the <laughs> bank that that guy does not support what we, but he, you know. But he's not emotional. No, he's, no, he's, he's very, yeah. right? He's, and yeah. you don't have to be emotional. You don't it's have to. It's just say, common sense. Yep. It's fact. It's logic. It's law. Yep. You know, just stick to the facts. And clearly he I mean, he did the research to look up in a, you know, in a Pennsylvania crime codes book, you know, what the definition of and what's the requirement and what's the criteria to meet the offense. I think this is applicable. And, I'm, you know, we think about bathrooms throughout the school, throughout the school day, right, from 730 to 330. I'm always when I talk about this subject, I always think about the locker room setting for sports. Because if you were an athlete in high school or college or at any level as a guy, you know that guys, when they get out of the shower after playing sports, some guys wrap themselves up completely with their towel. And then there's the other free spirit dudes that are walking around completely <laughs> buck naked, right? Yeah. They're just, everything's just flowing around. Oh, boy. Now, imagine like You're that guy. He didn't say flopping. Yeah. <laughs> just flowing. <laughs> just swinging in the breeze, right? Oh, Don, 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 his flows doesn't flop, okay? That's right. You want to hear Just my flow? Hear me, hear me at a karaoke bar on Friday, and I'll show you some flow. So, now imagine your daughter, right? And she's sitting down on the bench in front of her locker, and she's getting dressed, and she's you know taking off her athletic attire, and she's a sweaty mess. And then the guy comes out of the shower, or the guy's taking off his equipment. Like now, imagine how uncomfortable your daughter must feel, and how she feels, you know, offended, violated, whatever the word you want to use. And I, I just hope that I don't. And, and I might very well run into this scenario one day. My girls oh, are in competitive will. dance. You definitely will. They do gymnastics yeah. and they compete with boys. There's, I think, three to five boys uh, on my uh, daughter's dance uh, camp academy team institution, whatever they call them. They're all nut jobs. They do it all year round. The moms are psychotic. It's a whole charade. Um, but yeah, like th- that. I I do worry that one day one of these guys on this dance team will all of a sudden transition and then be in a setting where they want to use the same bathroom as yep. my daughters. Yep. And I'm going to have to have that conversation with my daughter. Said. I wonder if I wonder if the the remedy to this. I wonder if moving forward, schools and even business. I wonder if they'll start just building bathrooms differently. To try to avoid just make, some of this, just make them all unisex, make, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what we and said yesterday. Do that, right? Do the individual stalls where they're fully protected. You know? Yeah. But you know, to your point, Nick, about this, you know, thinking about, we just have to put it to girls' rights. And when people go about, and I'm not criticizing the the Republican there was Heidi Brown had talked about. You know, she said children were dancing around and boys dressed provocatively. And female clothing, and they're dancing, and they're being cheered on. This is what's happening in the bathrooms, and it's at, at the very least distracting. I'm not disagreeing with what she's reporting or what the kids are reporting. I'm simply saying take out the emotion of it, yeah, and do what this dad did. Think it, be logical. Mm-hmm. Look at the legal ramifications. And by the way, 
you know, one out of three girls and females in their lifetimes will will experience some kind of abuse, sex abuse. Right. So imagine now you have a 13, 14, 15 year old. She's been a, an abuse victim. Now she's triggered. And we've heard this before. And now she files a lawsuit and says, you as a school failed to protect me, a, a survivor of, you know what I mean? Yep. Dot, dot, dot. I have to ask you guys a question. Why do you think every time this stuff is on the ballot, it loses? Because I talk to a lot of people. It's not, and they're not just Republicans. I talk to a lot of Democrats. I talk to a lot of liberals. I talk to a lot of people who are not into politics, could care less one way or another. Nobody, not one person I've ever spoken to agrees with these policies. Mm -hmm. Why? So why, if they're as unpopular as we think they are, why do they always pass and why do people always vote in people who are going to implement more of them? Because of what I just said. Yeah. They make it religious and judgmental. They make it about, oh, Satan. They are associating and judging Sodom and Gomorrah. They're making it a whole yeah. uh, religious, judgy situation. And that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Talk about, hey, we want to be inclusive, but we want to protect all of our children from being bullied. Yep. We want to protect we want to protect everybody. And we want to protect the rights of girls who, some of which may very well be be survivors of some kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that they feel safe in their space. Yep. That's how they have to word it. Messaging matters. Yes, yep. sir. Uh, let's move on to politics here, shall we? If that wasn't politics, it definitely was. But let's go on, <laughs> move on to national politics here. Um, so uh, Ronald McDaniel out as the head of the RNC. Rumor has it. That Laura Trump, the wife of Eric Trump, yes. has been endorsed by uh, uh, former President Trump to be the what is it like the he- not the head of the RNC but like a like a like a co-chair or something yeah, yeah. Yep. co-chair major role. Um, I want to find out what you guys think of this. She was on with uh, some guy last night on Newsmax, Rob Schmidt. I guess everybody has a show these days. <laughs> Um, and he asked her about um, the RNC and uh, her candidacy. And this is cut nine, Phil, go. So let's let's talk about the RNC. Um, your, your father-in-law has endorsed you to be a co-chair of uh, the committee. Um, we have big problems with fundraising, big problems with, I think, adapting to um, how I think the other side you know, is intentionally now making elections less secure for their own benefit. But the problem is, is that if, if you don't join them in, in, in this sham they're trying to, to pull on us, we can't win. So, I, you know, I, I talk about what needs to change at the committee to make this party more competitive, because I think after 2022 with those midterms, when that went the way it did, as hated as Joe Biden was, I think we all realize we have a huge problem in the party. What needs to change? And, and, and if you get the job, what can you do? Yeah, well, listen, we need to be playing chess and not checkers. And, and that's exactly what we've been doing, unfortunately. And as you just pointed out, the Democrats have been playing a completely different game. We need to catch up and we need to outdo them at that game. We better have at the Republican National Committee a ground game operation the likes of which this country has never seen. We better be doing voter registration in record numbers. We also better be doing legal ballot harvesting all across this country because those are things the Democrats always outdo us on. And let's face it, Rob, we better start telling people to go vote early. We have this notion 
that it would be nice if we had one day of voting. I would love that. You yeah. would probably love that. We'd love to give people the day off of work, and we'd love to have paper ballots. We don't have it right now. So we need to bank enough votes going game. into Election Day that we aren't trying to play catch up that day. We know things happen. Look at what happened in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Here's what I can tell you. The RNC needs to be the leanest, most lethal political fighting machine we've ever seen in American history. That is the goal over the next nine and a half months. If I am elected to this position, I can assure you there will not be any more $70,000 or whatever exorbitant amount of money it was spent on flowers. Every single penny will go to the number one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States and saving this country. We have no time to waste. We've got to get yeah. to work. We've got a lot of money to raise. And we need to ensure that every penny goes to those things that I just mentioned. Otherwise, you you're right, in perpetuity, the Democrats are going to beat us. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with the message on the strategy, with everything from the legal ballot harvesting to getting out early, getting on the ground, you know, allocating your resources in the areas that truly matter. And not just playing the catch-up game with Democrats, but beating them at their own game. I think that's a sound message and great logic. I'm, I'm not sure that I, I care one way or the other who the voice is or who the face is, whether it's, you know, Laura Trump. I certainly don't want any more, you know, Ronna McDaniels. I know the name Kevin McCarthy was floated out, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Ronna was ousted from her position. Um, I don't disagree with a single thing she said there. Typically, I would like it not to be a family member of the person that's running for president. But if you would just remove the name there for a second. I mean, I find I think every Republican would agree with what she had to say. Oh, well, Nikki, Nick, Nikki Haley and her campaign manager are not too happy about this. Yeah, I have that right now. If you want yeah. to go to cut one here, Phil, this is what she said over uh, Trump uh, endorsing uh, new RNC leadership being uh, his daughter-in-law. Cut one, Phil, go. Acting. What we saw yesterday was he took a different approach. Now he has decided he has fired the RNC chair. He's named who's going to be the new RNC chair. His daughter-in-law will be the co-chair. And he is making his campaign manager the, the officer that runs the party. Think about what's happening right now. Is that how you're going to try and take an election? I'm blown away by that video, by the way. Did you notice that? It sounded like she was indoors. Yeah, it looks like she's outside. Was that like a fake backdrop for those that were watching on YouTube? It looks like she's standing on a curb and her hair's blowing, yet it sounded like she was in an auditorium. You bring up a very interesting point because there is – it looks like there's – guys, can you freeze frame that? Nick brings up a really interesting point. Go to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT if you Sorry want to Sorry if I'm burying the lead on the actual it, cut, but – We'll get to the actual cut in a second. But it does seem – it's almost like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. You know, with the three heads that are watching a movie. It yes. does look like she – but her hair's blowing. Right. It looks like she's out in the middle of a, uh, like a, like in front of a brick monument, and uh, you see the signs in the background. And, Dawn, aren't there – like, aren't those people right there? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. The no, shadows of heads? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. You get us flagged on YouTube. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I do. You, the the bots are coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. There we go. Okay. Doesn't it look like people there? It does. Yeah. In like a theater. This is like, weird. Like, like a shadow of a head. Yeah, like they're watching in a theater. <laughs> I don't know. That is very odd. Okay, it doesn't matter. What? So the substance of what she said. Yeah. 
Well, my, my takeaway is if I'm Nikki Haley, the, the, the last thing I'm concerned about is, is Laura Trump. I, I got to figure out why I'm now projected to lose by 35 points in my own home state. And that's what I would be focused on if I'm, if I'm Nikki Haley. She's missing the mark on a lot of her. The, the things that she tries to poke at with Trump, it's all window dressing. Let me ask you guys a question. There was a really interesting article that was written the other day, and it was, is Nikki Haley going to be welcomed back into the Republican Party after she bows out of this? I would say there's, uh, I would say DeSantis is going to be more accepted overall from a, from a percentage standpoint than Nikki Haley is. I believe, guys, that she's going to take the, um, uh, uh, the what's her name, Cheney. Liz Cheney approach, I do, and go w- with I don't know, <laughs> I just just kind of be like, join that anti-Trump wing of the party. That's I mean, I don't think I th- I'm not saying it's career suicide, but I mean if she thinks she's ever going to rise back to prominence within the GOP in an elected position, I highly doubt it. I mean, it, see, here's where I give DeSantis credit. DeSantis saw the writing on the wall at a relatively early st- stage. He got out. He endorsed Trump. People will forget about things in five years, and we'll get to 2027 and 2028, and he will have a much better chance at um, you know, salvaging his, his political career on the presidential stage. The more Nikki Haley fights and the more she gets blown out, I mean, let's face it, nine days from now is South Carolina. The latest CBS YouGov poll has her down 35 points in South Carolina. She, you, you want to talk about unsalvageable? She might be unsalvageable. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. We we've said on the show that that I believe she's committing career suicide by doing this. But maybe she want maybe that's her goal. Well, maybe, I mean, look, maybe she wants to you know maybe she wants to speak out. Yeah, you know, she's been a governor. She's been an ambassador. She's ran for she's run for president. Um, you know, maybe she just has ambitions of you know media, TV, book deals. Maybe, maybe she's taking the Chris Christie route. And she's just looking at it from a, you know, well, yeah. what can I do for the next 15, 20 years and make a pretty penny doing so? Uh, I have one more Nikki Haley because she was on with Fox News and the anchor um, asked her basically, uh, she'll likely lose badly, to your point, in South Carolina. Why why do this is basically the question. But if you're watching right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD, please hit the like button. And if you've not done so yet, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the subscribe button. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. All right, I'm going on here with cut 10. Phil, go. It's on that whole point of South Carolina. New CBS poll uh, out uh, shows that Donald Trump is 35 points ahead of you now. He's increased his lead. And here's a question I have. We're just a little more than a week away from South Carolina. At the moment, it looks like you're going to go into that contest and lose badly in your home state, which would forever be a cloud over your political career. Why go through with it? So first of all, um, that's what they said before New Hampshire, and I got 43% of the vote. Our polls do she not lost. show that. That is not. She what was we're there for saying, a year. We're going to close that gap. But more than that, you're asking me about my political career. That's the problem with politics. Donald Trump's worried about his image. Joe Biden's worried about his image. I'm not worried about mine. I'm worried about the future of America. I'm Mm. worried about my kids and what country they grow up in. I'm worried about your kids and what country they grow up in. This isn't personal. It's not about (laughs) me or what happens to me. This is about the fact that if we don't see how bad this can get, it's already bad. 
If we don't become part of the solution and realize that we can change it, that's the problem. I will say again, don't complain about what happens in a general election if you don't play in this primary, because Donald Trump cannot win a general election. He's already said he's going to spend more time in court than on the campaign trail. He spent $50 million of campaign contributions towards his personal court cases. The RNC is broke. We Republicans will not win if you continue down this path. The reason Donald Trump wants me to get out so badly is because he wants help paying his court okay. fees. That mm. is not the job of the RNC. That's not the job of taxpayers. All right. Ambassador Haley, we always appreciate you. All right. So I actually have the CBS YouGov poll that John Roberts and Sandra Smith were referencing. Just a couple of the numbers here. Uh, One of the poll questions that was asked in South Carolina, Nikki Haley being from South Carolina makes you likely the GOP primary voter, either more likely to vote for her, 20 percent, less likely to vote for her, 5 percent, 75 percent said it makes no difference. And that's in the state of South Carolina. That's her state. Uh, Then the polling numbers, Trump at 65%, Nikki Haley at 30%. Another question, is Haley part of the MAGA movement? 24% said yes, she is. 76% said no, she is not. Some incredible stuff if you want to look at all these different questions in South Carolina with these two. By the way, it's a complete bloodbath. It's over. Yes, but I think the the problem, and, and we've addressed it, it, from a tiny little grassroots local special election to the state, zooming out, zooming in this morning, the Republicans, it just feels like the Republicans on a national level, locally, are a mess, a hot, as far as the GOP I'm talking about, yep. as far as leadership. And you need party leadership that is separate in a way I talked earlier the number of just a local Democrat group that has rate that is dedicating $60 million just to state house races. Mm-hmm. That's how organized they are Yep. As, on the Democrat side. Look at the Republicans. It, it's just in disarray yep. and you don't win elections like that. It yep. takes so much organization. It, it, the, the Democrats know that people may not on the face come out and vote for Joe Biden. But if they fill the ballot, if states fill the ballot with with stuff like abortion issues and school choice issues or school school issues, all that, people will come out and vote on that and just vote for Biden just mm-hmm. to. Sure. So they're not they are they're going to load the ballot with all kinds of these provisions no just doubt. to get people out to vote. You're absolutely correct. Uh, we spent, we're spending a ton of money on Ukraine. I've heard. I, so Zelensky, by the way, came out and did a, you know, thanked the American people for the $800 billion or whatever the total was that we, we gave to him. It's in, it's in, uh, is it Ukrainian? Is that the language he speaks? Is it Ukrainian? Is that a... I'm still trying to master English, personally. <laughs> uh, Rand Paul, to his credit, came out and basically called this bill a middle finger to America. That's what it is. Um, this is Rand Paul. This is cut three. Phil, go. Often the titles of bills before the legislature don't really represent what the bill stands for. The title of this bill should say 
Ukraine first, America last. Yep. Because that's what this is really about. Now, bills in the legislature, bills that come before the Senate, don't have pictures or covers on them like a book would have or a magazine. But if this bill had an image or a cover on the front of the bill, the image would be the migrant in New York who assaulted a police officer, was freed from jail on no bail, and gave the middle finger of both hands to America. That's what this bill is. It's the middle finger to America. Wow. It's exactly what it is. $95 billion, $60 billion to Ukraine, $14 billion to Israel, and not a penny to the southern border. It's just uh, unbelievable. Again, guys, everybody I speak to, and I know it's... I hate people who say, well, everybody I know voted for so-and-so, so he has to win. That's not where I'm going here. But mm-hmm. this, uh, the Ukraine aid, to me, s- seems very unpopular with the American people. It's worn thin. It's two year- We're coming up on the two-year anniversary of this. If you, I think if you look at some of the polls, you've seen the waning support kind of just slowly, gradually decline. I think it's actually below, well below 50%. Now. But the party that keeps funding them is, keeps winning. So what what does that say? I know people don't vote on this, but if you if you add everything up, you know, we talk about that special election that happened in New York. And again, I know I know there was a snowstorm, so I'm sure mm-hmm. that the uh the turnout wasn't great in uh mm-hmm. for George Santos seat in New York, but you see all of this crap happening in New York with migrants basically running amok everywhere and the streets aren't safe. But People aren't voting that way. Like It's not changing minds. Could it be one word and one word that consists of five letters? Is it just Trump? Is it people are just as long as Trump's in the equation with the Republican Party? What else could it be? I mean, I you know, because you have all the policies. You know that Republicans and Trump were better with the economy. They were tougher on immigration and the border. We had law and order and we had crime under control, relatively speaking, compared to where we are now. Energy, inflation, kitchen table issues. I mean, it, it's either it's one of two words, it's Trump or abortion. I, I mean, well, other abortion than that, wasn't on the ballot. No, for I this. know, I know, but so, like, I, I just feel like there are people out there, regardless of the issue, that are just going to well, as long as it's this guy, I'm going on the other side. You're going to get a lot of talk show hosts today, and I don't mean on this radio station. I'm talking about other places and talking heads that are going to be like, don't worry about this. It's fine. It was a special election. Nobody even knew what's happening. It snowed. It was, it does. It's not a sign for 2024, everything. And we heard the same thing in 2022 mm-hmm. and the same thing in 2023. Yep. It's not a sign. Oh, it's it, 2024 is so long from now. It's a pattern guys. Mm-hmm. It's a pattern. Yep. The GOP ain't winning. Yep. The GOP has not been winning in a long time. So it's a pattern. So you can either put your head in the sand and say, oh my Lord, I, uh, you know, I, how could this have happened? Or you can get out there and try and do something about it. Yep. You're not wrong at all. Not at all. Um, <sighs> sorry, I'm all, <laughs> I'm all fired up. Do you, you ever, I mean, a lot of people are. By the way, Nikki Haley made the deadline as expected, but she, you know, filed her petitions to appear on the PA ballot for our so she will appear in the April presidential primary yeah. here in Pennsylvania. April 23rd? Yep. I think. Uh, there was a California Senate debate last night um, for San Francisco, uh, the the seat of, I believe it's, what's her name? Feinstein, right? Yeah, Diane. Uh, representative, uh, Democratic Representative Barbara Lee, they were talking about minimum wage. 
watch all this. She has a <laughs> proposal for the new minimum wage. <laughs> Remember, this is uh, Adam Schiff. I think it's Katie Porter, Barbara Lee. Forgive me if I believe that's all. That's all the three that are debating. This is Barbara Lee talking about the minimum wage. This is cut four. Phil, go. Just do the math. Of course, we have national. Uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about twenty, twenty-five dollars fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Ms. Lee. Fifty dollar minimum wage. Fifty dollars an hour in minimum wage. Fifty dollars. California is expensive. There's no doubt about it. But that's absurdity. What? What? You know, if that's the case then I want my salary quadrupled. <laughs> Why don't you make a million dollars an hour? This is, yeah. This is as outrageous as these individuals that walk around demanding reparations of like $70 billion to people that were never even aff- bothered, offended, or wronged in society. Like, it's like this endless pool of money. Like, where's the money coming from? Everybody would be out of business. Yep. $50 an hour mm-hmm. minimum wage? Yep. It's because their cost of living is through the roof because yep. the government... Well, government has created that. What I think the California minimum wage is what, 16 and change an hour? I think how can fifteen something, sixteen something? How can a business how can a business survive with fifty dollars an hour? Every small business will be finished. I mean, come on. Finished. I, I just uh, And what's the PA minute? I think we just talked about this, Don. Didn't Pennsylvania boost it? It's well, I think it's still what is it, seven seven twenty five. Shapiro in the budget proposed to double that. Yeah. But I think it's hour. seven and a quarter. Oh my not, goodness gracious. Um, but like this is like we're living in loony political world. Like we have actually elected officials up there trying to save fifty dollars an hour. On what planet is that even remotely feasible? Fifty dollars. Imagine if Stalker had to start paying uh, part-time board ops fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, we, and your babysitter. Yeah, we we in Pennsylvania are seven twenty-five. Shapiro wants to make it fifteen. And so Pennsylvania, I, I, I'll never I mean, forget this. Seven twenty-five is a little low. Yeah, it's absurd. Nobody make nobody makes that because yeah. they're begging for workers. Right. Yep. So everybody is making fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. When I, when I got out of college in '06, I'll never forget. I, I think I said this story on the air. My first job in radio, I got hired part time, and I was thinking uh, when I went to that interview, they were going to offer me twenty-eight, thirty thousand a year. And it was the minimum wage, and I think it was six fifty an hour, or six twenty five, <laughs> and I was floored. I'm like, wait, six twenty? Is that? Uh, uh, excuse me, can you come again? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it because I, I just wanted to get in. And I remember the new year came, and I looked at my check, and I saw that I got a bump, and I texted my boss. I'm like, hey, thanks for the raise, and he goes, would like to take credit for it, but that's just a twenty five cent boost in minimum wage. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um. Let's do one more, and then we should break for the keyword. Oh, the keyword coming up. Keyword five minutes. Bruno. Five minutes. Uh, and then Tony Bruno. Jen Psaki had on uh, uh, Robert Herr. Excuse me, not Robert Herr. Bob Bauer talking about the special counsel, Robert Herr. They want um, they want Robert Herr investigated. Of course. <laughs> Let's just investigate everybody. Cut to Phil Go. Legal minds have said about this report is that it kind of goes, of course, outside of the scope of norms. It, it goes, it, his reporting and who he talked to went outside of what would be normal, even for a special counsel. Do you think that should be investigated or looked into? Because the judicial system, the judiciary is kind of in a, 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 not, a, not a positive view necessarily by the American public at this point. Well, in the role that I have, all, all I can do is 
pointed out, which is you had an investigation that ran for 15 months, which could have been concluded in just a few months. There was never any question that the president had not engaged in criminal wrongdoing. He was the self-reporting party here. He had turned the documents over upon discovery, cooperated in every respect. And yet somehow in this report, uh, the special counsel felt compelled to engage in this irrelevant, unfounded and often pejorative commentary. And I think it's clear that uh, that commentary is inconsistent with department norms. And let me just make one point. I want to stress it. The special counsel is bound by the norms and policies of the department like any other prosecutor. The special counsel regulations provide that he is bound by those norms and policies. He doesn't have an exemption from them. There's some view that perhaps because he's a special counsel, he didn't have to observe them. And that is simply not correct. By the terms of the rules, he is to comply with those norms and policies, and he didn't. Do you wish the attorney general had done more? Could he have? I'm not going to I'm not going to speak to anybody other than the special counsel and his performance in that particular report. Uh, the president said the other night that he understood why the attorney general and thought, you know, he could not only understand, but did not find fault with the attorney general's decision to appoint a special counsel. It was at that point that I got involved. And so I can speak to what the special counsel did for which the special counsel bears the responsibility. Bob Bauer, thank you. I know. You so Jen Psaki is upset that her former boss has been basically deemed mentally unstable and not fit and has lost a lot of his uh, cognitive abilities. Kareem Jean-Pierre, a few days ago on the cut sheet, said, well, Robert Hur, he's a Republican and he's not a doctor. No, but his his the arriving at the conclusion that Joe Biden is not mentally fit to stand trial before a jury is some of the reasoning as to why, like, he's giving you, okay, we're not going to charge Joe Biden because we think he is in cognitive decline. And he's a well-meaning, forgetful old man, I think was the, the terminology they used. I find nothing wrong with any of this. I really don't. And Robert Hur's being labeled the bad guy by the left, but I think kind of in a diabolical way, Merrick Garland's got to be sitting back, sipping, having a bourbon, saying, see, see, two-tier. I, look, I, I tried to tell you I was impartial. I'm not in Joe's back pocket. I just I just had my special counsel end Biden's re-election campaign, which he probably didn't. But there's going to be a lot of calls for him to step down, so we'll see how this plays out. Inside with Jen Psaki, by the way. Yeah. Sockster. I just think it, he, for her, I'm sure he feels, um, you know, he feels like he's damned. You know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I simply think that he felt that he did something wrong, that he mishandled the classified documents. I feel he should have charged him. But I think they have a policy, usually, that during an election year, they do everything to not charge somebody. And so I feel like he was doing everything to not charge him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a mistake. I agree. I agree. 855-839-1210. We will come back, give you the Disney keyword. It's coming up in five minutes. And then we have Tony Bruno on this Wednesday. It's a big 35 minutes still ahead here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. Today's a perfect day for Blue Chew, guys. It's Valentine's Day, right? 
Maybe you need some help spicing things up in your current relationship. Or maybe you're going on a Valentine's Day date with somebody for the first time. I've got the recipe for you. And it's Blue Chews Chewables. The Chewable Tablet, which is a performance enhancement for the bedroom that will have you knocking it out of the park and help you gain that extra confidence come game time. And it's got the same active ingredient as Levitra, but a more cost-friendly price. Blue Chew's licensed medical professionals will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And if swallowing pills isn't for you, no problem. Their tablets are chewable. And here's the special offer for my listeners right now. Try Blue Chew for free. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, enter the promo code 1210, pay the $5 shipping, and boom, it is yours. Discreet delivery, no in-person conversations, BlueChew.com, promo code 1210. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets or live same-game parlays, which is my favorite, exclusive prop bets, whatever you want. So much more. There's so much to choose from. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHT and the NBA. 21 and over. President PA. First online round money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not a trouble. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.